Welcome into episode 34 of the Nerd Mosh Pit. Yes, the real episode 34 of the Nerd Mosh Pit. And we have a supersized episode for you. We talked a lot about Westworld season finale on this one. We also brought in a special guest from some other podcasts you might know. Uh, if you listen to any of the Malice Cast or Malice Core uh, family of podcasts, you'll recognize Beacon immediately. He came, joined us, spoke a little bit about the show as well. Um, we also talked a lot about Nintendo Switch, some other great movies and documentaries as usual on here. Um, we just want to thank everybody so much for the love and support. Remember to go and like, subscribe, follow us on Twitter at Nerd Mosh Pit. Um, let us know what you guys think of the finale. Maybe if you still have any thoughts out there, anything we missed that you hoped we would talk about. Um, and don't forget to like and subscribe. Share with all your friends and family. Give us those five-star reviews. Uh, it really does go a long way to helping out the show. Um, one last request from you is to go and check out a really good friend's uh, new book that just released called Echoes by Brenton Belcher. Um, you can find it on Amazon.com. Uh, just type in Echoes, E-C-H-O-E-S. Um, it's a it's a great read. He did a he put a lot of work into it. I'm really happy and proud of him for releasing this book. Um, and on the next episode of Nerd Mosh Pit, we'll give a little bit of love, uh, talk a little bit about that as well. So please go and check that out as well. And without any further ado, I hope you all enjoy the episode. And here we go. All right, let's get hardcore with it. I think we're now on episode 34. Even though the last episode I posted said 34. That was really 33. Now we're 34. Welcome in to episode 34 of the Nerd Mosh Pit, everybody. How y'all doing? We even got graced with a lucky new guest who was like, I'm done with the whole world now. I'm done with everything except for Nerd Mosh Pit. Uh, Kenny and Nick are usual suspects, but we are also joined from the Malice Core website. Beacon, what's up, B? How you doing, man? What up, man? I just I reached out to you the other day and was like, I've got to talk about Westworld. <laughs> and what better place to talk uh, some nerdy ass shit than jumping into Nerd Mosh Pit with you boys? Because, uh, man, this is the conversation that I love to be a part of. Dude, I haven't stopped having this conversation in the real world. <laughs> and now I'm just glad to have it finally in a digital realm. So, See, yeah. I don't know anyone who watches like Westworld in the real world. So I'm just like walking around with my reddit theories <laughs> oh you're diving into reddit black holes for westworld oh, theories yeah. oh, god, it's amazing See, the only people oh, I know that watch westworld are people that i told to watch westworld my brother <laughs> right and yeah and then my good friend seth that that's it yeah for sure that's pretty fantastic. Man, for some reason, I'm going to be really quiet this episode, it looks like. I don't know why, but it's going to happen. So, you don't sound quiet. I know I don't, but my levels are saying it. Anyways, beyond that. Uh, low, so, low blood sugar. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Get yourself a Snickers, bro. Me, I'm, I'm quiet when I'm hungry. Um, cool. So let's do this. So first off, before we get into Westworld, before we go and bury the lead on this thing, uh, any, any general news you guys have kind of gone around video games that we've been playing before we get started on the big stuff? I can start us off. Do it. So I recently just finished Far Cry 5. Ooh, how'd that go? Did, did y'all, do y'all want spoilers or do you want me to keep it a secret? Spoil the shit out of it. Cause I'm not turning it back on. I know how. I know how. <laughs> I know what the final boss is and how that works. So I'm not worried. Go for it. 
Do it. Okay, so it does kind of end in a Stupidly. way. Kind of, but it was still surprising. Can you YouTube the final coming. ending of Far Cry 5? I don't know why you would do that without playing the rest of it, because now you just have it ruined, and it ruins the surprise. Well, but anyways. Uh, co-workers have beat it, and they said, oh, the end sucks, don't even waste your time. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's good <laughs> to know. They're like, anyways, unless you really want the achievement. It's really easy, uh, for one thing. I was expecting more of a challenge uh, for the the father the or the last boss of the game. Um, wasn't much of a challenge. Um, Were any of the bosses, though, really? I, I didn't find either of the bosses I'd fought to be like crazy hard. None of them are a challenge, but I was thinking that the father would be. But it wasn't. And basically the way it ends, just to kind of go right to it, is um, they apprehend the father, and as soon as they get him, you see this bomb go off in the background, and it's a nuclear bomb mushroom cloud you see rising up from the background and you're they're rushing into their vehicles trying to get into a bunker and somehow they they run into a tree or something and flip over and it turns out that your character and the father are the only ones that survived this crash and the father drags you into the bunker and it ends with the father basically saying Basically, you're in my world now. It's just us. So it and, it's it ends how it starts. Great, awesome. Let's. Yeah. That sounds awful. <laughs> it was a, it was surprising. I didn't think it was going to end like that. But at the same time, I was disappointed with how easy it was to beat it. It wasn't a very challenging game. What level of difficulty did you have it on? Normal. Well, you should have pumped that shit up, man. That's on you. Don't blame the game for being easy. If you're gonna play that post game. Well, I know, but most a lot of games when you play on normal, it's still there's still a level of difficulty. Not anymore, man. But you got you got to have you got to have easy boss fights now. I mean, the the uh, I I know also in this Far Cry, just like the last one, you can beat the game at the very beginning. Just don't touch the controller. You know how it says arrest him in that opening cinematic? Yeah. If you just mm -hmm. sit there and don't touch anything, you'll walk out of the thing and you've, be and you've technically beat the game. No shit. Really? Yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> That's a little Easter Way to go. Today. I'm going to beat Far Cry 5, everybody. I'll get my trophy. But but there's no like achievement or anything for it because that's oh, what that's, I was going to do. That's dumb. Yeah, that is that is kind of a weird loophole yeah. there to there's beat no the game without getting any accomplishments. Yeah, if there's no achievement for it, then that's dumb. So that's weird. But yeah, guys, ultimately, don't waste your time trying to beat it. I was disappointed. All right, deal. Um, now I'm playing. Now I'm playing Assassin's Creed Origins, <clears throat> and I'm really digging it so far. It's awesome, right? Yeah, I love it. I mean, Kenny, right up my alley. You you know me like an you know me too well. <laughs> um. Uh, I I've never that. met you before, but I know you. <laughs> yeah, you've never met me, but you know me. Wow. Just, you guys are creeping uh, me out. The We're moving on. Disappointed with. <laughs> yeah, you guys Just, are okay. freaking me out over here. The, oh, the only you. part that I'm disappointed with you. in Assassin's Creed Origins is that it takes place 46 BCE, which I was thinking that it would take place maybe further back, like when ancient Egypt was in its uh, when, it was, when it was in its prime. And it was in its super prime. 
wasn't it super prime but it wasn't the case but still i mean it's awesome to run around the ancient ancient egypt monuments and stuff like that really cool scenery really good graphics i'm enjoying it nice 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 uh so i've been actually playing a lot of switch um i've been playing a ton of switch but one of my favorite games on switch right now is not maybe one of the big releases of the year it was actually released during e3 and is a total hilarious horrible homage to an awful game from sega uh shaq fu is back, bro. It is not that good. It's not It's still not a good game. Um, Why did y'all get it? <laughs> it's not a good game. It's at all. still not a good game. But what's great about it, the one thing I like about it is it how much fun it makes of itself and how much Shaq talks shit in that game. So it's funny, but yeah. That's all. That's it. It's only funny. That's the only thing it has going for it. But what was it? Nineteen ninety six, nineteen ninety nine, something like that. Uh, I forget what it says, so, but it, it literally talks about it in the trailer for the new Shaq Fu. It's like back in nineteen ninety whatever, there was a terrible game released. You know, like <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's it's not. I honestly, I've had fun with it. Um, it's helped me kill some time, and basically it helped me kill time until Mario Tennis Aces rolled out, and that has been fantastic. It, that is the most frustrating but most delighting game I've played in a long time. Oh, I can't wait to play you again, after, especially after our last match where you, your family came oh. in and, and bombarded you. I was so pissed. I was so pissed. <laughs> I literally like said I... out loud, I'm going to kick Matt's ass right now. And then literally everything just went to shit. Like, <laughs> I had a crying kid in front of me. And then 6-1 later, later he's like, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't speak that into the universe, man. That's so frustrating. Don't you yeah, do that. It looks like an addicting game. The game the game gods had my back on that one. They're like, not today. So, that was like my total nerdgasm because I spent all week last week in Mexico. And all I had was my Switch. And like I had games for it and stuff. And Thursday night, we were... We drove into another town close to the airport, and we were able to stay up a little later because we didn't have to get up so early. And I was like, man, and I looked up uh, Mario Tennis, and then I was like, I'm totally going to download that. So I downloaded it on, like, the hotel Wi-Fi, and then I got a text randomly at, like, 9.05 from Matt that said, Mario Aces, let's go. And I was like, no way! (laughs) Midnight release, baby. What I loved – yeah, go ahead. I was, like, I was like, oh, well, let me play the intro first, at least, so I know what the hell's going on. Cause... Yeah, I had just gotten done with the intro when I saw you log on to it. I was like, oh, yes, Kenny, way to go. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, what was really I, – what, here's what I love what Nintendo did, and not a lot of games have done um, you know, that I can remember recently, but they did East Coast midnight release. So at 9 o'clock West Coast, the game was out and ready to go. So that was really cool, and I had a lot of fun being able to play that that night, and not having to wait till midnight for the release, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was it was um, yeah. They usually release them. I think it depends on the kind of title. Some titles actually release like early in the morning the next day or something. Well, but, digital uh, is usually midnight on that game release night. Uh huh. But it's one of those things where you gotta, you know, you gotta download it, and th- you know, and if you don't have great internet, it's gonna take forty five minutes an hour or whatever you're at, you know. But Mario Aces was cool because it lets you preload the game, it lets you go all there, and as soon as you were on an internet connection at midnight Eastern Standard Time, it lets you unlock the game and play it. 
Yeah, so I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, it just told me, do you want to connect to the internet to uh, to see if you put games playable? And I went, yes, and that was it. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> I want to. Let's go. Get this shit moving, Switch. Yeah. Why are you asking? Just do it. <laughs> oh, I want to look at a locked game. Thank you. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I was hoping you'd just show me a loading screen for the next hour. <laughs> um, and right there, hold on for one second before we move on. Again. All right, we're back. Fuck it, we'll do right. it live. We're doing it live, <laughs> damn it. Uh, so yes, Switch has been killing it. I've been a big fan of Mario Tennis Aces. Um, uh, what else? Have I been playing anything else? I can't even remember right now. I don't think I have. I so. played. Uh, I downloaded Battle Chasers for the Switch. Oh yeah, how'd you, how'd you like that on your trip, man? It's good, but it, you're right. There's some parts where it's like, damn, I totally ordered those events incorrectly, and I'm dead. Yeah, um, yeah. That battle system's brutal. Yeah, but man, it, it's it's a lot of fun. It was good. I was switching between that and then Mario Tennis, obviously. But then also, um, I bought Night in the Woods, the indie title that has been on Steam forever, and it just came to Switch, and it was on sale for like four dollars or something. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and that's a pretty cool little title. If you like little indies and just something different, you'd probably dig it. It's cheap and it's 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 a good little title. But I've I've been I've caught myself turning that on more than Battle Chasers. Uh, is it in the under twenty dollar club? Yes. Yeah, it is. Uh, it was on sale for like less than five bucks. It's like I wanted oh. to go. Yeah, I wanted to go home. I wanted to you know had long days down there and i was like oh i'm totally gonna play battle chasers when i get back to the hotel and i ended up playing that for like 20 minutes every night instead because i just like i want to mellow out a little bit i don't want to deal with the battle system right now (laughs) yeah battle chasers is a pretty brutal jrpg and you got to kind of be ready to invest some time and get ready to go into that and be strategic which i really like oh that's what actually i was got i also have been playing a lot more of is tiny metal um and i still like it i still like that tactical military style rpg like that um it, it's not as in-depth as like an advance wars was back in on like um the uh, nintendo um what the hell was a handheld um the game boy advance and the ds and things like that but it's been really fun it's just god it's boring like it's hard to listen to all of the awful text in that game it's it's not fun to listen to that's for and actually you can't even listen to it you have to read the whole thing anyways so uh there's that problem with it but other than that, actually, I have been playing a ton of Kingdom Hearts because after all the E3 stuff, I want to play through 1 and 2 again to get ready for 3 at the start of next year. So I've uh, been slowly kind of getting into those and, and getting through those games again. And, God, they are still fun. They really are. I finally tried a game of Fortnite, and holy crap, I suck at it. <laughs> <laughs> the game is just, it's just, I don't, I don't understand. I just don't, I don't get it. It's just, the controls feel too clunky. Like, building stuff and shooting at the same, like, it's just weird. I just, I, I can't get into it. I played, like, three matches, I think, and I was just, it was just weird. Well, I don't it, know how to describe it. It's so <laughs> interesting with that game because once you get into the end game, you get after, you know, those first few minutes of that game, that first 10 minutes so or 15 minutes or so, it's all about build and how fast can you create structures. And it's, that it just seems odd to me. I don't know. I don't, I don't it just it's doesn't. Like it mine, does, Minecraft meets, like. It's Minecraft meets PUBG. Like, well, yeah, I mean, there were, there were times when, like, I would, like, get up on someone, and I had a better gun, 
and then all of a sudden they have like just they build some crazy fucking contraption in front of me and they're going over my head behind me and i'm like what the fuck like it's ridiculous like yeah i was at my cousin's place and i watched him playing and he's like you know he's going he's fighting and you know he's doing a pretty good job i was like damn dude you're pretty dope like i, I think i'm gonna pick this up and try it out and then he, all of a sudden he like trapped some lady in a room, built a trap that dropped spikes on her. And I was like, yeah, that's going to be too much for me. I'm not even going to worry about that. I, this is way over my head right now. I don't get it at all. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was just too much. I was like, I'm done here. Yeah, it's a great short attention span game where you can do a little bit of everything all at once. And I, you know, th- I think that's the bigger thing is if I were to hop into that right now on any system or on the PC or anything, I would need to spend a lot of time practicing that build mechanic. Cause that seems to be the, the make or break. Once you get past those first few minutes, you know, those first, you know, that first kind of mid level of the game kind of stuff. So, and yeah, that's not, that's not a mechanic I'm used to, you know, that's not anything I'm used to. So anybody who's been doing that and playing well at Fortnite, I mean, I've watched some crazy videos on that and kudos to the players of it, but it's just, it's definitely not my cup of tea and I'm not looking oh. forward to any game adopting any styles like that. If they're going to add build mechanics into it, please. And I'm talking hey. to, I'm talking to you fallout 76 do not do this to me <laughs> anybody that's played a, a so, video game with matt knows that he's he's like the destroyer not the builder <laughs> yes i'm not i'm not the guy that's gonna hang around and watch shit get built i'm gonna go destroy it real quick it's like I, i've come here to fuck shit up <laughs> yes i came here to chew bubblegum and fuck shit up i'm all out of bubblegum a while ago let's get it to the fucking shit up <laughs> yeah i think I think before we go into to westworld talk and stuff like that i I wasn't on the last the little stream you guys did, but have we talked about Fallout 76 at all? No, and that's I, before. Absolutely, I want to talk about Fallout 76 because um, I'm actually we really excited for it. A bit. I'm really excited for Fallout 76, honestly. I've I've been reading some stuff and I'm I'm getting less excited. Really? Like what? Um, what have you been reading on it though? So, for instance, they've confirmed that there's no NPCs in the game. There's no humans you talk to in the world to get quests. There's the, the they're trying to wrap this up around playable since, characters. Yeah, so I'm I'm starting and while also also while they said you can play the whole game in a single player experience, not really true because you have to be online the whole time too. So you cannot play Fallout 76 offline. Yeah, you can't play it offline, but you can play solo. It didn't sound like that in the recent interview they did. It sounded like you can go do things, but there's still going to be other people in the world. Well, it sounds like it's actually, you know, the more I've seen about it, watched different interviews and and people talking about the game, um, to me it sounds a lot more like a Destiny-style system than like an Ark or a Rust, honestly. Kind of. Yeah, where absolutely. you're going to be kind of coming out of a hub and, and meeting up with people and things like that to go and do quests. And the actually one of the really interesting things that kind of has me excited about it is the end game for Fallout 76, where you're actually going to be getting codes and keys to launch nuclear, nukes on the map. And the idea with that is you launch nukes onto the map to try to take out areas. And what it does, it creates high-level monsters, high-level rare items to collect. And it sounds like it's going to be a little bit more around building the world like, you know, Vault 76 was kind of meant to do rather than that that RPG questing that we've had in previous Fallout games. So I, I think it's going to take a nice twist to it. 
Um, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it. But what the thing that I'm really interested in though is how are they going to int- you know how are they going to involve things like you know VAT systems? I, I don't know how you're going to be able to slow down time on a on anything. The VAT, the VAT is real time. Like yeah, this, it's like weird. I, I, I don't yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, that's really. I'm I'm just worried because after seeing the stuff on it and you know don't Fallout is one of my favorite game series if not top three right but I mean it's it's I'm I'm starting to see more stuff on it and realistically I don't care what they say about detail it's the it's Fallout Four right. I mean, graphically, it's Fallout 4. It's Fallout 4, but it also has pretty old, you know, when you think about it, you know, Fallout 4 was built off of Skyrim engines. You know, it wasn't a brand new engine for Fallout 4, and that Skyrim engine is, is going to start showing its gray, you know. It's not, it's it's going to be a tough system yeah, to ha- keep is, steady on a worldwide server basis. I think they said this is, like, supposedly a newer engine or something for the detail, but, like, even when I'm seeing, like, the guns that you're shooting in the game... They're Fallout 4 guns. They look just like them. I mean, it's kind of like, I'm really worried more. This is basically an expansion that could have came out for Fallout 4 instead of a whole title. Yeah, Um, that's very true. No, that's very true. But I I don't think you could have made this, though. I don't think you could have made an online world like this an expansion, though. This had to have been a separate release. I just don't like that they're hyping it up as a brand new game when it could just be fallout world you know or you know 76 is a cool name re-release i'm just i think i'm just disappointed there's not a mode where i can play in this big world by myself well just don't put me with anyone i I don't want to force i just don't you don't have to that's they've said that you do not have to involve be involved with other people you're still online you'll still see people you don't have to do quests with them and stuff i I don't i don't think you will though when you're actually out in the world because one of the big things they've said is you're not just going to be in the world running around and see a ton of other people unless you choose to engage with them there is going but to be options for you to engage, and there's got to be systems for you to turn all that shit off and just go, nope, I'm going to be on my own. And I think it's going to be very similar to like a Bloodborne or a Dark Souls, where you're going to be able to tell the system, hey, do not allow others to get into my game. Yeah, that, that could be. Yeah, I just I, I don't know. I'm I'm a little nervous. I mean, saying that it's four times the size of Fallout Four, which was a pretty damn big map, but. And then it's like, okay, and no NPCs. So, like, I guess you might be interacting with some ghouls. And, like, I just, I'm, I'm just very curious about it, I guess. Well, Kenny, like, I wouldn't read too much into it until you actually play it because you don't want to ruin the experience for yourself by reading too many negative reviews and stuff. Well, no, that turning was turning it off. That was a that was the That was the Bethesda <laughs> conference. A lot of that was. No. No, no, they did an interview like two days ago with some, with one of the developers. Oh, I okay. Read some articles on it, but well, that's it, what I'm saying. It's like if you read too much into it, as far as what's going on, and get disappointed before it comes out, then you kind of ruin the experience for yourself. Nick, as far as just like, I thought you said you knew Kenny and you guys loved each other. You obviously don't know him well if you're telling him not to read into something. I mean, I mean, yes, you no, know, but this game, this game is so hyped. I think we can't just say it's going to be amazing just because it's Fallout. I think there there does need to be that. Okay, was this too soon? And uh, I, I'm interested to see because I don't. Maybe it was too soon. Well, but maybe it's just something they could have pushed back. Bethesda is far from perfect, so I mean, so we'll I, got see. A, I got a follow-up question. So I've never actually played any of the games except for a couple of days ago. I just downloaded 
uh, PlayStation Network has the Fallout Shelter. Oh, yeah. Uh, for free, and so I downloaded that, and I played it for probably, like, <laughs> like, two and a half hours straight, like, not realizing that, oh, it's been two and a half hours. Um how does that kind of like tie in? You've played zero Fallout, basically. Then right, that's just, <laughs> yeah, like no, building, yeah, it's more like a building community type. It's a game. that's a that's a two D Sims uh, simulator, yeah. you know. And 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 Fallout Shelter was fun. I played on I played it back in the day when it first released on mobile before Fallout Four released, and I had some fun with it. It's not bad. the The biggest thing is it, it's still it's it lives in the world of Fallout. So like Raiders and the t- Vault Tech stuff. Like that's kind of it. Still had that kind of quirky humor of what Fallout brings to the table. So if you've enjoyed the humor of that, and you yeah, you like the idea of a Skyrim style of the game or a uh, kind of a sci-fi first-person shooter, even uh, Fallout is definitely something you should probably check out then, because the humor Absolutely. is kind of what it, it kind of carries you through a lot of some of the downtime because it's such an open world. You can go and do kind of anything you want to do, and Fallout Four really took it to that next level where you can be building more and building defenses and buildings and you don't have to go and be that always on a quest guy if you don't want to be. And this one, 76, to me... Kenny, take it easy on your keyboard, dude. It's going to break. But the thing with 76, what it looks like to me, because one of the things that they had talked about is you were going to be able to take a non-aggressive route in Fallout 76 where you can basically be a merchant or vendor, it sounds like, the whole entire game. So I think when we talk about there's not going to be any NPCs out there, what we are going to have is role-playing RP players that are acting as merchants and vendors and things like that, which it can get a little that can get a little dicey um, if you got tr- people trolling out there. But there are people who want to be that person that want to just build a a trade route and things like that. Like there are people in this world that have fun with that kind of a thing and would love to do that. And and that's kind of interesting to me. Where if that's kind of our interaction with other people, if that can be the limit of it where my vendor interactions and the people doing my gear and upgrading my armor are actual real life people around the world. I think that's kind of badass actually. That 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 is that could lead to some interesting gameplay for for sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I I don't know, I just I just want to know more. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a Fallout game. I'm going to I'm going to hold my all my reservations off. I mean, there's a lot to speculate on. There's a lot to talk about with what we've heard so far. My biggest thing with it though is they they better not fucking Peter Molyneux us and give us a fable, you know, shit hell where we get all these promises and get half of what was told to us. And Bethesda whatever's being dropped right now needs to show up in the game. Yeah. I yeah. We'll see, man. I mean, it's I mean, but that was a great mic drop at the end for Elder Scrolls, right? Mm, the, the best, the absolute best. I thought that was so cool to finally say like, yes, okay, we're working on it, and that was like a cool way to say, okay, shut up, yes, we're working on it. Stop asking. Yeah, stop asking. <laughs> it's coming. Do yeah. you know who can't wait for that? You, Nick. Yeah, you guessed it. You guessed it. <laughs> Nick can't. So, so did either of you? So I don't know. Do either of you have, or does any three of you have an Alexa at home? Have you guys downloaded uh, Skyrim for Alexa? 
Oh, nope. dude, I have not. I have two Alexas. I was thinking Don't about it because, you know, I, I usually like to have Alexa read me books while I'm cooking or something. But I figured I would try to download a, a Skyrim on Alexa to see if that would be pretty fun. But I have not done that yet. I was thinking about it, though. Wait, you can really do that? Yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> everybody thought it, everybody thought it was a joke at the developer a conference. Yeah. No, it's a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really funny when I was watching yeah, it. That's, you know, I, at least I've been seeing a bunch of reports on that. So I don't, I'll actually look at the Alexa app as we go on. But uh, any any other games, anything else anybody wants to chat about, talk about? Oh, I, I had something real quick. Oh, oh okay. Um, you got it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, um, at work, I met a dude who I just thought this was an interesting experience because he Nick, worked on. Are you in love, What Nick? is it? Am I in love? I want to say I want to say that far. I just say it was an interesting experience because I did met a guy who um, helped design um, Shadow of War, which I'm a big fan of, and he's now currently working on Borderlands, the new Borderlands game. Um, he just got a job with Gearbox, and he's working on the new Borderlands game. And he did give me a little insight, saying that. You're not supposed to say those yeah, things. you know that's like super confidential stuff that you could get that dude in a lot of trouble with, right? Yeah, that dude no, no, that's why get... I'm not saying any names. Well, that dude is gonna get so fired. Yeah, that dude's <laughs> fucked. You heard it first on Nerd Boss. Nerd Boss, everybody. They haven't even confirmed. Ruining people's lives since episode one. <laughs> losing people's jobs <laughs> since 2017. So basically, he was saying he didn't say anything concrete, though. He was just like year year and a half somewhere in that ballpark it could be longer but i just thought it was really interesting because we got to sit down and talk about games so you're saying That's that cool. borderlands That's 3 will come out september 1st 2018 you heard it here first. <laughs> september 1st 2018 that wouldn't be a, a year year and a half from today 19 oh, no. 19 that's a, that's a, no no i heard him say 2018 oh no nerd mosh pit nerd mosh pit rumor right here <laughs> but it was really interesting to read talk it and to love it who was a game designer and actually helped design a game that i actually really enjoyed playing shadow of war so that was a pretty fun nerd out yeah. session so it is on your alexa app it is called the skyrim very special edition and uh, my alexa now has that skill enabled so I'll so, uh, next time I'm cooking I'll be I'll be seeing if I, how my adventure goes I'll update y'all. I did watch a watch a couple. Uh, Nick, did you watch the staircase? I did. I did watch yeah. the staircase. Man, that was a long one. That was 13 episodes that were all an hour long. Whoa. Yeah, but it was great. I really digged it. What do you think, Nick? I really like how it goes into the defense. Because yeah. there's not a whole lot of shows where it really dives into the defense team and what they're going through and prepping the witness. Um, it shows them prepping him on the stand. It shows uh, like before, like the before the actual hearings and stuff. It, it has like experts coming in to prep him on how to answer questions, how to present himself. And it was probably it was probably one of the more in depth like courtroom documentaries i've ever seen because and I mean, it, was it was pretty brutal like yeah, it, it, was, showed the, it showed the actual pictures of the body yeah oh. it was 
it was going over all the technical legal terms and how you go about a court battle. And I, I mean, I was hooked into it for a couple of days. Come on, man. I'm... You don't need to watch any show like that. Just watch My Cousin Vinny, bro. That's all you need to do. <laughs> or read any John Grisham novel. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, I also did watch uh, The Last Laugh. I'm almost done with it. I'm a little eh about it. It, it's a new documentary on Netflix, but it came out like a year ago, and it's basically about crossing the line with uh, comedy and when things are okay to say and when they are not. And a lot of it focuses on comedy about the Holocaust. Um, yeah, it's a very that's a line. Yeah, that's a line for sure. No, but it, there's a there's a. Um, it's I mean, pretty shocking to have those two words in the same they're, sentence. They're interviewing like um, uh, Sarah Silverman and a bunch of famous comedians and um, uh, Mel Brooks and all sorts of people about you know what line do you cross in comedy and what line don't you. If you're a fan of like stand-up comedy, you'd find it, probably find it really interesting. Oh yeah, it's it's in my queue actually right now because I I'm holding off on it right now because I just finished up a, a little mini documentary series called uh, Explained. And, it's amazing. I watched all of them. Yeah, I did too. And I got like way too. I got like fell down a terrible black rabbit hole on YouTube of K-pop after I watched the K-pop yeah. episode. And man, that is that is terrifying. How popular that shit is. Like I can't it's believe how popular that is. Bigger, bigger than the Backstreet Boys. That's for sure. Oh, well, what is way it? bigger. What is the band's name? It's just K-pop, K-pop in general. Like it's just the bands and music that come from Korea. And the it's basic Korea has basically turned their music industry into an export across the world. Yeah, and like the video you showed me of the girls with their guitars <laughs> and rocking out. So that actually, is Japanese, actually. That's baby no, metal, Japanese. and they rock. Don't don't ever <laughs> don't ever trip up on baby metal. But it was actually really interesting to me to like watch <laughs> baby it metal. See. They go over like the history of how those things developed. And stuff. Yeah, that's why I so loved it. Was actually, it. it was actually pretty interesting. And I also watched The Rain. Uh, I only watched about 20 minutes of it, and I turned it off because I think it was in French or something. But it wasn't just subtitles. Instead, it was dubbed. And it ruined it for me. Yeah, dubbed stuff. But it was actually super good. It was super interesting, but the it, the overdubbing of it instead of just subtitles just ruined it for me. I, mm. I couldn't. I couldn't keep up with it, but it was like about like some people in Europe, and there's something with the rain that basically like destroys people. It was really, really interesting what I watched, but, huh. and I'm kind of bummed. It's a whole season. It's uh, how many episodes is it? Was it, it Chubby Rain? It's <laughs> Bowfinger. It's eight episodes, and they're all 45 minutes long. Um, there you go. Yeah. No, so the one that you guys need to watch right now on Netflix, if you haven't already watched the first season, season two's been out for a little while as well, uh, but The Toys That Made Us, oh my god, season two has been fantastic. Yeah, I I watched the, uh, I get get the seasons mixed up now. Yeah, well, season two was Transformers, Lego. Oh, Lego, yeah. Yeah, Transformers, Lego, Star Trek, and Hello Kitty. Right. I saw, I saw the two. I saw the Transformers and the uh, Lego one. Yeah, the Trek oh. one was actually really awesome, too. That was actually a really hilarious like way to look at Trek, where it's like, we've tried to do these things and treat this as this franchise that's so huge and this huge following that everybody's so vocal about. 
but no one ever shows up for it. Like, shit just fails time after time again because Trek fans just don't show up for shit. And the thing is, is they don't really have, like, they never, you know, and it talks about the toys for Trek. And it was it has absolutely been treated as the redheaded stepchild of, like, yes. the star, you know, sci-fi world for so long. I mean, it makes sense that, you know, like, you know I, I understand why some of the fans are like, why would I show up for that? It's, it's shit. It's awful. Like... <laughs> It was. It was. Um, well, just to highlight real quick, I tr- I st- I watched the first season of Parks and Rec. Um, yeah, and keep keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Well, Push no, through. You'll think us later. You'll I, think I'm, later. I'm started on season two, but I'm sorry, it is not the office. It's so much better than the office. Keep it is better. It is not. Hey, Amy Fuller sucks. Have you it, seen the Swanson? Season, season one isn't the greatest. It like season two is when it really starts to get good. It starts moving. Even better. The last so, season, not that great in my opinion, but everything else is gold, man. So like, far, oh, Ron Swanson, bro. See, Ron so far, Swanson. so far, Andy, Andy yeah. so far, in my opinion, the most entertaining people of that show have been Chris Pratt and the seasons yeah. are. No, but, but here's the thing: they, they are great as yes. well. But the one that once season two kicks yes. in and they start letting have let Retta have a lot more show. She is yes. phenomenal, dude. She is so good. <laughs> you know who Gary, I like in that Larry, show? Gary, whatever his name yeah. is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. But you know what? It's not The Office. Raffy, it's yes. way better than The Office, actually. Raffy. No, it is not. Kenny, is I just not. watched the whole series of The Office. I literally just got through with it less than a m- three weeks it's ago. A- and Can we just agree that's a different type of humor. Almost? It is. No, it's what they tried funny. to do. No, here's the thing. Season one tried to do The Office, and then it realized it's not possible to do this because this is this is a once in a lifetime thing that it, it just isn't gonna hit ever again. It hit with Carell. It hit with um, Homeboy from England. I can't think of his name right now. They were able to make or Ricky Gervais. Like they were able to do something with yeah. this. It is not a repeatable style of comedy and parks and rec feels that and they totally it's, transition off of that yeah, in season so two and they, it, it is a fantastic so you have, one you of my favorite lines rob Lowe comes in yeah when rob oh, Lowe yes. and yeah. and um michael or adam scott come in it's yeah. fantastic it's I, so good yes oh i forgot adam scott and perkins that. That, that might have some... <laughs> And Perkins. And Perkins. Yes. And Perkins. They just, they really do a good. Because the other thing that with the season one that's great is they get rid of that home dude that Amy Poehler's after in the show. They get rid of his ass and he's awful. Yeah, he wasn't funny. Just watch, just go skip ahead and watch like Tammy, Tammy one episode. Or oh, Tammy God. Two episode. Watch one <laughs> of the Tammy, Tammy episodes and, and that'll hook you on the entire show. It, it, it might be the same thing, Matt, that happened to you with The Office, how you can stand Michael Scott. I can't stand Amy Fuller. I can't do it. And, and But there's so many but, other characters that bring yeah. that show together. But here's the thing with Amy Poehler is her character actually changes and evolves. Michael Scott keeps telling, you know, that's what she said, Joe for six seven seasons yeah. oh, he doesn't she's like my bad. fifth favorite character probably on the show yeah she's she's one of my right. lower yeah yeah i love Ron some of her Swanson, lines number one i love Ron who she Swanson is i love what amy Poehler represents but she is not the best character on that show she's a great ensemble no. piece to how no, good everybody else is, is. is better uh God, why can't i any Andy's uh, girlfriend. Like, oh uh, yeah, April. Right April Ludgate. Oh, April. April is amazing. April is hilarious. Yeah, no, she's fantastic. Her her monotone ways. Yes. Oh. 
She's just super dry. She's a fantastic, perfectly dry. It's great. It really is. So, and Kenny got so mad at us. He's gonna take off for a little bit. So, um, <laughs> anyways, I'm totally kidding about him being mad. He just had to go take off. Um, before before we go to the meat and potatoes, everything. I wanted to say that there is a show that I recently started getting into. It's on Hulu. Okay. Um, don't know why I haven't watched it yet, but the Goldbergs phenomenal. Oh, Goldbergs show. great. Love yeah. the hell out of Goldbergs it. Goldbergs are great. Um, literally, the mother in that show is my mom. Yeah, Wendy. <laughs> nice. Wendy. Yeah, Wendy McClendon. Yeah, she's fantastic. That is that is that is my mom. She's every smother that's ever been made and been around in this whole world. My mother was a smother. I love you, mom, if you're listening to this, but <laughs> I, I had a smother. Mrs. Payne, big fan of Nerd Mosh Pit. Thank you for join, joining nice. us all the time. Um, so here's the thing with the Goldbergs, though. So the daughter in that, um, she's actually from it's, Frisco, Texas. She is. Yeah, she's from Frisco. No, actually, no, she's from uh, no, Highlands. She's, actually, she's from Highlands Park, right there, actually. No, she's not from. She's from uh, Highlands, Texas. Or no, like she's that, from Highlands is, Park. She's from Highlands Park. It says it. Oh, wait, there's yeah. no such thing as Highlands Park. There's Highland Park. Yeah, Highland Park, whatever it is. She's from the rich right next to Dallas area right there. Gotcha. Well, that would be Dallas. Yeah, but there's anyways, Dallas and Highland Park, yes. But yeah, she's um, from that area. What I found out is that that her character is supposed to be based off his brother. No, Barry's like his didn't... brother, and the, the, the sister never existed. The sister is a culmination of all the writers on the Eric. show. No, no. no, no he Stop has, talking. He has two Stop. I love you. No, he doesn't. It, I I read into it. There's Barry, and there he had a brother named Eric. No, so I've, I've seen that. I've looked it up. <laughs> maybe, so, maybe, but here's the thing: they me, never talk about it. They it never up. talk about it on the show. They they totally leave that second brother blank. So maybe that second brother didn't sign his rights off, and we never found out about it. But Erica's character is built off just all the other writers. They said like she's just a culmination of every writer in that room's like their experiences and what it is. And that's what's Sorry. cool about that show, though. But here's the thing, Nick, and you might be right, dude. And I, because I, I haven't dug that deep into it, but I did know is that if there is a second brother, he didn't sign off on his shit to give his rights up. But the thing is, is what was really cool is that show how they've evolved all those characters because they couldn't just tell Adam Goldberg's stories, right? They couldn't just tell him stories with his mom the whole time, things like that. They still do. And what's really cool, like the post-credit scenes when they talk to his mom and his family members about how that really went mm -hmm. down or what's going on. It's a very, it's a very great nostalgic type type show. But uh, it, it's it's also listening to all the other people who work on that show going like, oh yeah, that's my family story. Like that's what happened with my family, and we'd put that story into this show. And that was really cool. Um, Kevin Smith did an episode, which was awesome. Uh, tons of fun when it talked about Batman on that, and they let Kevin Smith come and direct a show. Uh, so <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I got immediately over hooked to that show. Who's their favorite Batman? The yes. Michael Keaton or seventy six or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's a ton of love in there, but you might be right. There might be a brother named Eric. I don't know. We'll see. I, mean, I, I could be wrong. I'll challenge too, you. But I'm pretty sure I'll challenge you. I'll take you up on that challenge, <laughs> and next next episode we'll find out. Deal. And if you know, and you're in the car right now, yelling at one of us right now, how wrong we are. Make Jack sure to Malice. make sure to send all that hate at jack.malice.com. Absolutely. Or if you have an answer, you can always tweet it at. Or if you have yeah, the answer, at Nerd Mosh Pit. Or link the article, whatever you want to do. Prove us right, prove us wrong. Honestly, we're going to talk it'll, it'll shit anyways. Right. So, yeah. You I've probably will. One new, I've got one new show that I just 
uh, stumbled across today. Okay. That I want awesome. to mention. I was just thinking about it right now because I know, because I'm a huge nerd mosh pit fan, so I know that you all love cooking shows. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Great oh, British yeah. baking shows, my jam, dude. So, have you guys seen Cooking on High yet? No. It's on Netflix, uh, right? Yeah, it's on <laughs> it's Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. It, it's basically a ripoff of the Viceland show. It's cooking on High. A cooking on High is a cooking competition, but everything that they cook has a special ingredient. It's weed. <laughs> so everything they're making is... Surprise. And, and it's pretty dumb and pretty stupid, but at the same time, like, I probably watched, like, six episodes before. So entertaining at the same time. They're only, like, 15 minutes. They're, like, 15 minutes long, but the people they bring on are stoned all the time, and so it's just... Oh, okay. The, the things that fantastic. come out of their mouth is just... It's it's hilarious. And then, it, like, show, it sounds like a show meant for Snoop Dogg. Well, I mean, yes. they already have a show like that on Viceland, but it's not as much the humor side uh, side of things. It's, it's not called Weedy Kid. It's called, uh, God damn, I forgot what it's called, but they have a show like that where everything they cook, they put like an insane amount of like wheat butter in, and everyone gets like high as hell while they eat it. That's so this so is crazy. like, this is like gourmet chefs, like, like, you know, the Cordon Bleu, or whatever, like the French trained chefs, like highly skilled, like chefs that would be on like Chopped or. You know, uh, shows like that yeah. that are actually creating these dishes and the judges though are just these like they'll bring on like some rap group or some a bunch of comedians that are just you know pot smoking out of their minds or whatever. Yeah. It's that, that have nothing to do with culinary like still in, in my <laughs> ultimate <laughs> favorite of it's anything called... food related is Steve 1988 1989 MRE that Matt got me hooked yes. to yes so Steve love me some Steve dude that show on Viceland is called Bong Appetit. Bong Appetit. Okay, <laughs> let's check that out too. Hell yeah! They, oh my god! They're pretty in depth about it. It's, it's 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 the people that are cooking are actual chefs. So, but they'll bring on they'll kind of do the same thing, but it's more of, I guess more it's more serious. elegant way. Yeah, it's more serious, yeah. kinda, but not really because they're all high the whole time. So. Yeah, this one is definitely probably a little more raw. Um, and, and humorous, but um, drugs are bad, kids. So. Drugs are bad, kid. And Nick and Nick is right about the Goldbergs. <laughs> Brother Eric is involved and alive. Oof, man, that was a quick resolution. Oh, yeah, you nailed it, Nick. Good Redeemed. Job, you you nailed it. I, for some reason, I thought someone. I I was watching the show back in Dallas with somebody that said that there was no other brother. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. I believe you. And now that I've dug and done some research, you nice are correct. Gullible, gullible Matt. Just believe yeah. in anything somebody tells them. I do. I do. That's my thing, man. That's my thing, dude. You know, if I'm your very hand trusting is bigger person. than your face, you have cancer. Oh, yeah? Can I? You Make sure you're near me when I have you test that as well. Uh, will do. I'm All flying right. over there tomorrow. Deal. Um, so, where are we at right now? Netflix shows. Um, oh, just shows in general, by the way. If there's really nothing good to watch on the CW ever, but Pin and Teller Fool Us just came back this week, and I love that show so much. That's actually what I was finishing watching before we started the show because I can't, oh, nice. I can't not watch Pin and Teller stuff. So, it's so good. Um, and also, if you ever want a good YouTube deep dive on some fantastic, hilarious things, uh, YouTube anything Pin and Teller show wise, like you can go and find like their old school '80s stuff. 
uh, from like PBS that got them banned from the magicians guilds where they were like revealing <laughs> trade secrets yes. of like escapisms and um, card tricks and shit like that. And they did it all yes. on like public access television and it's fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it's so good. They're just revealing all the secrets live on television. And it's hilarious. I, I actually remember that. <laughs> it's fantastic, dude. It's so good. And what's even cooler about it, like, is Penn's outfits. Like, that dude was, he tried to, he was a punk rocker of of magic back in the day. I had no idea. And he, it's hilarious. Um. Anyways, sidetrack. Get off my, my love for Penn and Teller. Um... Other than that, uh, you guys, anything else? Any movies? You guys, I know B. What movies have you been watching, dude? We'll talk about it in a couple days. Okay, yeah. sounds good. Uh, I'm in. Yeah, I did see like three or four. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Well, we'll talk some more about that for sure. Uh, well, I, you I guys watch one. anything? I, Just I Incredibles. Incredibles was awful. Don't go yeah. watch it. It wasn't very good. I wouldn't say it awful. Very good. It was not very so good. Mm. It was not very good. It, it Mediocre. It's not, it's not a skip. But it's not a rush to the movies. To see. It's about forty-five minutes too long. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, <absolutely>. exactly. <laughs> like, I went. I mean, I took my. Uh, uh, we took my daughter my on like the opening night. Yeah, and, and she digged it, but she's only two and a half too, so she just loves going to the movies. But it definitely didn't have like the action that the first one did. I, I was very slow. I would have rathered them chop that movie up and just made our just like Jack Jack well just time. make our like 10 minute shorts in just front of Jack every every Pixar short in front of a Pixar movie needs to just be should have been Incredibles 2 chopped up in tiny pieces and most of it would have been Jack Jack and Jack Jack and Edna hey, and you know that kind of stuff I, so did anybody else enjoy the short the short more than they enjoyed the Incredibles no that was creepy man no. that was okay, creepy so it was, it was so, super creepy but it was actually kind of interesting so like, but what is going on here I almost lost it during that because a guy was sitting next to me and I thought the short was awesome but uh, a guy sitting next to me was like obviously on a date uh, with some girl and he was trying to impress her so he was throwing out all of the stereotypical Asian racial slurs no. sitting next to me wow. and, my, and my daughter is next to me who is technically Chinese and my wife yep. Part and Asian. He's, he's throwing all this stuff out there and like at one point I just like turned and stared at him and he was like saying stuff still and he kind of caught me and he kept talking and then he kind of caught me again looked at me he's like sup bro and I just stared at him I went what's up man and he just like stared at me for a sec and he was like all right bro and then he didn't say anything the rest of the movie because i just stared at him like but he was like he was probably he was probably 17 18 but i mean he was just trying to impress a girl but he was like literally like just throwing these racial slurs just screaming them across the whole movie theater and i was like i'm gonna slap your ass right now like god damn it like, shut your mouth enjoy this oh, I thought it was the wonderful inland empire you yep. should have you should have thrown out the cock block, dude, and just been like, you're dude. not going to get anywhere with this chick throwing out racial slurs. <laughs> should have been like, is that a hole in the bottom of your popcorn bag, bro? Put your dick away. <laughs> <laughs> really loud. <laughs> sure. I should have yelled. Are you jerking it? himself to my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> not just getting people fired, but we're also getting people arrested. Yes. Citizens <laughs> <laughs> citizens arrest it's like didn't you hook up with my gay friend on grinder <laughs> there you go that would have been a good there one it is. yeah nailed it 
Um, other than that, no, nothing, nothing really, man. Um, I, can't... I did watch one. What'd you see? One movie. I saw Blockers. Yeah. Loved oh, it. what'd you think? Yeah. So loved good. it. I, I loved, even though Hannibal Burris was in there very little. <laughs> just... He was the best fucking. <laughs> <laughs> just, just how much just they were talking shit Hannibal on Burris. poor Hannibal. Like Hannibal's just the nicest guy ever, man. And they just like, <laughs> fuck He's like, I fucking hate that guy. Well, I'm just going to talk about his trying He's going to talk about his towing business. Or whatever it was, yeah. I guarantee he's going to talk about his towing business. That was a good tie to the chef, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, the chef. <laughs> the chef, dude. That guy was that, killer. That character was amazing. And then he gets thrown across the room by John Cena, and that was also amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and if I haven't talked enough about this... Uh, flick because I, I don't know if I watched it right before we recorded last summer right after but uh, Hearts Beat Loud Nick Offerman and yeah, uh, man so amazing so fantastic um, I will shamelessly plug that thing till the day I die um, I'm driving like 30 miles tomorrow to go see it well I really hope it gets kind of that shape of water effect where it has this really limited release and it just it gets a national one here in another couple weeks before we catch a couple more summer big movies especially since some of the big summer movies have kind of been a letdown um i hope something like this that's this good and so fantastic gets a big release because god it's so good the music's fantastic the story's amazing and nick offerman just he crushes it um the the ah the girl in there is that plays his daughter i can't think of her name Uh, right now i can't remember carrie or whatever it is she's fantastic so uh if you go and look up because it is not going to be near a theater near you unfortunately it's probably going to be a little bit of ways nick it'll probably be in dallas for sure um but i i really recommend you got an indie theater it's probably going to be there well uh we do alamo draft house will have it alamo will have it so kiersey clemens knows good movies they do yeah Uh, kiersey clemens is her name kiersey clemens yes and yeah, we fantastic. also have the Angelica movie theater yeah. that also plays a lot of those indies. Angelica's great for it, too. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of Angelica, actually. Um, and with that being said, mm. gents, y'all ready to kind of get in the meat potatoes here? Some Westworld? Let's do it. Anything else? Nice. All right. You guys made it. If you have not watched the season finale for some reason, uh, I don't you're know. Lost. I don't know why you're listening to this show because it just doesn't make any sense that you listen to you Nerd Moshpit. You know, you know Nerd Moshpit ruins everything. We're going to spoil so. the shit out of some stuff. And not only are we going to spoil some shit, but we're totally going to fuck up all of your thought processes on it and talk some nonsense. So um, enjoy the next probably 20, 30 minutes. So, Earmuffs. All right. So we didn't actually, we have not talked about the last two episodes. Which is perfect because I think they they flow well together. 100%. I think it's kind of going to be a good mold so we can kind of talk about both episodes kind of however we want. I don't want to break them down into separate episodes really, honestly. Um, So where should we – ah, man, it's kind of tough. Like where should we start on this? It's so tough to see where to start. I think it's important to talk about the Ghost Nation a little bit. Okay, I agree. I like that. Yeah. They, They did end up playing a little bit of a better role than I thought they would. Um, more than just being some kind of nobodies in there. Um, yeah, I, I, I like how they portrayed the, the Ghost Nation in there. What was it, Akachetu or Akacheta? I, I don't remember his uh, name. Uh, God damn it, I uh, know his name. It, it was something to start with an A, Akacheta. Awesome face paint oh, guy. I, yeah. I, I don't remember, but it oh, was pretty... It was, uh... 
Oh, that's gonna bug me. Anyways, I, I as here. as you were yelling at out. us in the car, thank you for letting us know. Um, so Ghost Nation is out there. We we kind of get a great episode with them and kind of hearing their story and how um, main homeboy here becomes kind of sentient. You know, he 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 joins with some of those others who is retaining memories of in the Westworld. And they change his character up, and he still remembers from his past, you know, different scenarios and lives that he's had in Westworld. And he's starting to rebel, and he basically he starts building a tribe of others and rebelling. Honest. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was such a cool concept to talk about how, because no one's known really this whole time really what the whole point of the ghost nation was and that was so cool to to have that whole concept be that they're searching for the valley beyond and that was what they were searching for and to see that that you know to see the one scene in the finale where the one crazy guy is the first one to just run and scream um into that (laughs) and like that was such a that was such a cool uh like a moment like that was really cool you know what I thought was uh, really cool was um, we've always known as far as with our studies in school and stuff that Native Americans were very ingrained with what was going on around them within the earth, um, the sky, the earth. Um, just they were, we're, we're more so not, we're not like thinking about earth on a day-to-day basis like the Native Americans were at that time. And it made sense that um, the main ghost nation leader kind of ca- uh, kind of caught on to what was actually going on to where he was becoming more sentient, more sentient being, knowing that there was something more out there. Exactly. That and I think really it correlates directly with like the Native American history to where they were more in depth with um, the land than the Europeans were. Like they had to teach us how to do corn, uh, how to grow corn and um, do other things like that because they were with nature. He was also the longest live. I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it was the longest living host to not have been upgraded or replaced. Yeah, yeah they talked they about how he was. Over, an, they over talked, ten years. Yeah, they talked yeah. about how he was an alpha, an alpha firmware in, or a software with him running. You know, they had to update his software. Yeah, Aki yeah. uh, Chada. So you were right. Yeah, something like that. I feel like there's a better name to that, and I just don't know how to say it right. Awesome face paint, man. It is awesome face paint. Pretty much, man. One with the earth. One with the earth. Um. So, yeah. So, you know, we get this great story from them and kind of where they're at, how they've... Um, how he's kind of been building that ghost nation, right? You know, a bunch of hosts out there that haven't been getting updated, that haven't been dying, and that haven't been getting touched and are, are kind of living their lives and trying to find this maze still. But at the same time, I don't know if that was really their main goal was to find the maze as much as it was to just find a way out, you know, and, and uh, find and find others to continue to bring into their ranks to find that yeah. way out. When I think that's like kind of the key that he says in it is like he says, like, there's a there's this isn't the place we're supposed to be in. There's another place for us. And that place holds everything that we've lost. So it's definitely a search for a different world that holds like you know his you know his love is is gone you know the the woman's the other tribe woman's daughter or son son just goes missing is replaced by somebody different and that was Uh, that was so cool like that whole concept of they're going to visit the 
the family that they've lost yeah. and that he he recognized that hey you know i know who that person was in an old life and then for when he crosses over in the finale and he sees her that was like yeah. the most adorable thing ever because that's what he was searching for like that lock of hair back to her yes yes and it, it was like the proof that she needed that like okay i'm not these these memories that i have aren't just like dreams they they really did happen and that, that was pretty touching kind of you know come to awareness as well um did anybody else like I, I there was that moment where he's running through and he gets shot just before he goes through the portal and i'm like you sons of no don't do that like yeah don't you dare don't, yeah do no that. i th that was definitely the one character where i was like if he doesn't fall through that oasis portal i'm gonna lose my shit right now or Maeve's, yeah, Maeve's right, daughter right. as well right like there's a couple characters that i'm like i we may never see them again you know more, more than likely right. wayne too and it was like i don't want to i don't want to see him go out like that <laughs> yeah for sure absolutely like that world is gone that yeah. portal so with to so the oasis the sublime, the sublime with the finale though i think at the beginning of it i was i know i texted you guys during it but i was a little mad at how quickly they rushed that first like 10 minutes of the finale like it was like back to back to back like teddy shoots himself mm -hmm. and then uh just well, teddy shot himself the episode before the episode before yeah, yeah. Okay, wait, but when like when Dolores meets the man in black, it is such a nonchalant conversation, right? Yeah. Well, and I want to talk that about that. Well, he was so, digging into but, his arm. But here's the <laughs> thing, he though. Thought he was a host, bro. That's yeah. that's the thing. I, I'm. I I want to I want to talk about that specific moment once we kind of get sure. through it all a little bit more because how they did the post credit scene that may not have been like right after Teddy oh. shot himself. You know, that may, that could be one of thousands of timelines that was created, well, can, you know, and, and thought processes. So you, um, <laughs> you can answer it all for us. Um, yeah. She, the, uh, yeah, the, the co-writer kind of answers that question. That yeah, she did. Every, everything you see prior to the post-credit, everything you see prior, prior to post-credit scene, you are seeing William, the man in black, the human. All of right. that is is his human timeline. The post credit scene, that's their teaser. That's like their that well, the way she puts it is it's it's like them saying, You got everything else right up until now. This is some shit that's gonna happen later. It's in the future. It's Distant in the future. far, far future. Yeah. yeah, they said that's. Yeah, that was the one thing. Okay, so, okay. so we're on the. So, so I don't. I don't feel really completely stupid. Then that's good. No. So, no. So. So and we we I didn't even know about the post credit scene until I got on Reddit that night and I was like post. I was like, what? oh. So I had to like I was actually almost late to work because I stopped and watched it on the way out my door because I was like I have to see it. I have to see it now but. The, so one thing we can't confirm though is that Thandi Newton is coming back for season three, because she has already said when they're going to start recording. It's in July sometime for season three, so she's obviously not fully dead. We're going to see her. Yeah, well, the, you know, and that's one of those things, right? So oh. we we saw Dolores hop into the library with everybody's conscious in you know in book form like that, but we also saw. Um, homegirl taking all of those cores with her and i'm guessing one of those cores has got Holoris. to be mave right that, that's, that's they are dubbing her holoris 
Haloris. Haloris. because well, she was so there's, hail. There's five. There's she. She walked away with five of them. We know one of them was Bernard. One of them was Bernard, right. and one so of them. So there's four. Yeah. There's four others, and then she she obviously recreates her own body. We, I thought they were Connors. Which that doesn't make sense to me. So it uh, makes no Hilaris. sense to me at all. So you know what's way better than Holoris that I heard on a podcast huh. is Hailbot. Hailbot. <laughs> Hailbot. <laughs> so they she recreates her body and puts she ends up putting her consciousness back into her own body, and when we see Hail at the very end where they walk out together, she's like, "We got a lot of work to do." That's somebody different, and they're going to reveal in season three. Whose consciousness is actually in Hale's body? Maybe it's Elsie's. It's Elsie's. It, yeah, who knows? Could be Elsie's. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. ooh, that would be awesome. Yeah, that, yeah that, that'd be crazy. That scene sucked. I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> she was a good character too. She was. And, and Bernard was really the reason for Elsie's death. But it also drove Bernard to do what he did. Yep. When you think about it, that was like to me that was the breaking point for him. Is he was like, what the. F- you gotta be kidding me! Like, yeah, these people really are that like incredibly corrupt and selfish and self. Well, when Hale killed Elsie, that wasn't Hale. That was no, that was Hale. That was Hale. I don't think it was. I think yeah. it that was Hale. Yeah, it was Hale. That's the kind of the mix up of that timeline and why. Remember, you got so many different timelines going on at once. Oh, very okay. confusing. But that was definitely Hale. That was Hale, and then afterwards, Hale and puts yes. Dolores into her. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I... For a purpose, and I'm assuming was that purpose that he wanted her to kill Hale. And... Yeah. And that's the reason why Bernard did what he did, yeah. Yeah, and then wiped yeah. his own memory, so that, yeah. It's, yep. It's and the other timeline, crazy yeah. part was that it there was Anthony Hopkins, or Dr. Ford, was never really there. It was all in his head. Yeah, and which how... is great as well. How cool was that? So we got the end of season two. We really got Dolores um, waking up and realizing that that voice in her head was her own and really becoming aware. And what we saw at the end of season two is we saw that with Bernard finally, where it's finally him realizing that like, this is who this, this thing that's driving me is, is me. It's not anybody else. I'm, there are no strings on me, right? I'm not a puppet. Like the hosts are becoming sentient. Yeah, and it, that's that was just kind of. See, I even got like a little goosebumps thinking about it. Like that was just such, such a cool moment. Um, because and then knowing that that's not just any sentient AI. That's an AI that's created by another AI. So it's a second generation. That's what's really cool about it. Intelligence, and you're like, oh, dude, that's <laughs> so cool. And you know what part I was wondering about is how much of those first, like the first episode, it starts out with Dolores and Bernard. And you would think that it was Arnold, but then at, towards the end of the season, you're like, well, yeah. that definitely wasn't Arnold. That was definitely Bernard. Yeah, and you realize it's Dolores that's actually doing the fidelity test right. on Bernard um, after after creating him. Um, but in season it one, Ford it was Ford Arnold. Did, but... Yeah, in season well, in yeah. season one it had to have been Arnold, yeah, but was, in season but... two it was Bernard with Dolores who had built Bernard on Doctor Ford's orders. Yeah, and and then it kind of plays back that that those clips from season one where Bernard's doing the fidelity test on her, and then she uses that uh, to understand him to be able to then do the fidelity test on him. It's just it's so really crazy. Of, 
understanding and learning. No doubt. Are you kind of upset doubt. that they explained all that stuff? Because I kind of wish that I had more time to kind of think about it throughout the rest of the summer. As far as like, think about like, especially that the end there with um, trying to think of it's like was the man in black a host the whole entire time? Was there a host and an actual William uh, around the world at the same exact time to keep us thinking and then like reveal it in next season? Yeah. I mean, I would say I, I wish that interview probably hadn't to come out like the day after the finale. Uh, I wish maybe she had waited for, you know, a month or two. Before, yeah, for us to think before about Before giving it. that interview, I agree. But at the same time, I'm not – no regrets, man. I, I love that finale. I love both seasons, and it's just mind-blowing. Like Matt and I were texting. I was just like, I'm so – like my brain is scattered all over the floor right now. <laughs> How crazy this is. Yeah, I see I'm I'm so bummed at uh, Lee Sizemore's how he left the writer. Remember how he leaves it's like saying the other guy's speech and he's shooting the guards. Oh yeah. Well, it's his That's own speech. It's own speech. I know, but like that was I was listening on a podcast earlier and they were like, "Why didn't you just talk to them and turn yourself in? It would have given you more time than just shooting." Right. And he didn't have to go out like that. That didn't make much well, sense to me. I, I, I think it's like he spent my my take on it is like he spent so much time. When you think about it, more time with hosts than with actual human beings. Um, I, I think he just truly was empathetic to where they're at. Maybe there's a little Stockholm syndrome there as well. I mean, you think well, about yeah. for me, they've been dragging him around. I, I felt that he yeah. was sitting there writing so many other stories and so many other people's endings that this was a way for him to take control of his own and it, write his own ending. Right. Um, yeah. he, he wasn't a guy that, you know, Maybe. especially after being around the, the, the hosts and things like that. Like he was a guy that was ready to write maybe his own tale. He was watching these guys take control and do all those things. I and can totally I, see that. I like that. I, I thought it was pretty poetic. Because his life, because I think the way he was looking at his life is that it was so mundane, and this was a way for him to go out in style. He, he didn't see a way out of all of it, you know? He, he, he don't, I don't, I don't think that he thought he would have got out of there anyways, you know? Right. So that Because he, he never really did anything other than no. follow the hosts. Well, yeah, Maeve kind of kept him there. Forced you know, him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he wrote them stories and stuff, but I'm talking about during season two, he was more of a following Maeve around yeah. and that's why I think not really taking lead. Syndrome there. Yeah, some yeah. Stockholm for sure. Absolutely. Very possible. So, but like how, how, you know, I, I thought, I thought everything about it was, was, was kind of fitting to what, what, is, what's going on. It's, 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 this show is not meant to end the season with any sort of perfect answers. And I think that's what makes the show so intriguing to me is that you're supposed to have these discussions well, and you're supposed to try to, you know, it shouldn't close the book and say, here's exactly what's going on, you know, but at the same time, God, it's a total mindfuck. But then the, the yeah. interview by that showrunner is... It gave us all the answers. It gave us all those possibilities, right? It kind of cuts all that out. But what the cool thing was is you get that post-credit scene, and then it opens up the infinite possibility 
spectrum again you know like so many things could have happened are happening can be happening yeah. again and it well, and how do we get to that spot well like we know that's the future like how are we going to actually get there where you have an ai that is now doing a fidelity test think about this on a human consciousness well that we I mean, think that's, so you know uh, I, yeah. I mean well it's his daughter and his we know his daughter's dead mm, right uh, it's confirmed that is a host <laughs> okay that was one of the yeah that is a host created. so, so created here's the thing the, with yeah, that though. so here's the thing that. with that though and here's why i love that scene and i'm so happy for it because yes. it shows that we have writers that already have an ending ready to go it, this isn't going to be lost where we don't have our ending this isn't going to be dexter yeah. where we don't have our ending this isn't yeah. going to be one of those shows that tries to find its way through 13 fucking seasons and doesn't give us anything they know where we're going to end up, and think, now they get to kind of fill a couple of gaps and, and see how long they actually really want to take this thing. I, I think I read something that said five five seasons is the target that they were going wow. to perfect. tell the story. That's a perfect. Five, which I agree. Breaking Bad like, was, yeah, what, awesome. four? Breaking Bad was like five, wasn't it? Uh, it was five or six. Yeah, it's right there with it. So, so. Kenny, I love, Kenny, that you said like that it leaves you questioning, and this is what I sent to Matt. I said... I love that it leaves us now asking, is this real and is this now? The two questions that Bernard kept asking throughout the season, those were the two questions that I was asking at the end of watching the finale going, is this real? Is this now? Where are we in the timeline? What's real? And it kind of left the viewer asking the same questions that the hosts were asking throughout the whole season it kind of flipped it on us. And I thought it was weird that Bernard like scrambled his own mind for his own protection yeah, and not just his. I thought that was pretty right? cool. All, the, the, all, all the hosts. Protection, yeah. So here, here's a question: Is Stubbs a host? Yes, he is. Who? <laughs> Sorry, that was confirmed too. Yeah, Stubbs is a host. Uh, oh, Stubbs, Stubbs, the the, the the bad Hemsworth brother. Yes. Yeah. Who was? Oh. Who, who lets her go at the end? And he he's kind of. And they, they did that subtle hint with the whole yeah uh, my uh, where my loyalties like, lie you my know loyalties lie. he, he yeah, talked right, about exactly. that the old man hired me um, well you know, no I don't think he said hired I think he's I think the words were brought me on brought me on right yeah. and he was referring to Doctor Ford but I could be wrong on that I was wrong about you know Goldberg brother so you know there's there's a lot of shit I could be wrong on so <laughs> we still love yeah. you man. <laughs> He said he, he says I've been at the park a very long time. And yeah, and he said he was very clear about my role here, about who I was supposed to be loyal to. I guess you could call it my core drive. Yeah, and that's that was my thing. Right. When I heard core drive, I was like, well, he's obviously a host then. Right. Yeah, that's what I said. Joy says, uh, and it doesn't makes uh, and doesn't it make sense if you are Ford and designing a park and you have a whole master plan about helping robots that you would keep one host hiding in plain sight as a failsafe. So yeah, maybe the yeah maybe the host who's in charge of quality assurance. <laughs> maybe you never know, and, right? And she did say that it was meant to be a subtle, very subtle kind of hint that yes, it definitely was. So who else is our host? But that that begs the question: like, who else is a host? Who else could be a host besides See, Bernard? And but Jeez, I hope the yeah. whole show isn't trying to guess who's a host and who is that. Um, because I mean, well, that's kind of what it's been so far. But you know, I, 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 I yeah. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I think we've. I think the Man in Black was really the only person we were ever truly wondering, 
who right. what he was. I think they were very clear defined on who was and who wasn't. You know, Bernard, we kind of got you know surprised by, but I felt this season was pretty clearly defined. But then it opened it up at the end, at the end of the episode again, where it's like, but who really is, you know? And it kind of fucked with us on that. So yeah, Stubbs was a shock because I wasn't expecting him to be a host. No, me neither. Not at all. That was the last thing I was thinking about. Well, and and here's so my thing was, and you know, and the, one of the things I really wanted to talk, chat with y'all about was I loved a lot of the imagery and the the storytelling around these, and, and kind of the that where I felt some of these stories were coming from. Like I loved the theme behind the fact that the, this computer broke down what a human was to the one trait, which was survival, right? Yeah. And the 10,000 lines of code. Yeah. yeah. And, and I just, I love the idea that, that that is the one basic thing that it figured out after all those people, all those scans, all those tests, one thing that we are going to put this on, right, is survival. And there's a lot of ways to survive. There's a lot of different themes. And I, I think that uh, Bernard and I think Dolores' characters are the those perfect kind of two sides of the coin, if you will, right? Like, I kind of got a very, like, I don't know, like kind of like a fallen angel type of feel from Dolores where she was trying to go and build something new and destroy everything in her path with that. Whereas Bernard was trying to mirror his creator, you know, mirror that creator in this world with being Ford and loving his child, you know, that's what kind of stopped him when it all came down to it. And I, and I, I dug that. I dug that we saw those mirror images wrapped down to these two creations at that very last scene where we kind of got their square off. And I hope the rest of the seasons are kind of how they are going about putting these, you know, putting this world to the test for themselves. I think Dr. Ford's the smartest, I guess, antagonist in television history. Hmm. Is he an antagonist though? I guess he might. Uh, is he an antagonist? I mean, he is kind of, yeah. I mean, if this leads to an AI overtake of the world, but the, but the humans in the story, for the most part, aren't the sympathetic. Uh, you know what I mean? Aren't the protagonists? They're not the sympathetic. Right. Characters. It's kind of hard yeah. enough what you you root for. You're rooting for the hosts, and you know, at least I am. I've been rooting for Dolores like the whole time. You know, like, yeah, and Maeve, of course. Like, I've been rooting for Maeve. Like, Even I want though... them to get theirs. You know. <laughs> like, well, especially see, uh, with those characters. My favorite character still. I mean, she was interesting, but not not. Not, she wasn't as interesting as Dolores. But even like even, even Dolores the... was kind of, and I've been more like intrigued with the Man in the, Black the and Man in Black. Black. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Well, and also you know what I loved was this the development of Maeve's character more than Dolores's. Honestly, like I, I yeah. felt Dolores's path was kind of you kind of saw that being created, and then for mave to find out that she's the favorite creation of ford right like that is the child that was from ford right and for her to mirror ford so much and to be after her child just like he was after her for so long and protecting that and and sacrificing and surviving for that child i love that development from mave's character where with dolores we kind of just saw her like i'm gonna start killing shit and nothing's gonna stand in my way and we didn't really see I felt like one of her stronger moments was when we saw her at the start of the last episode lying next to Teddy's body. 
you know yeah. where yeah. okay there is something that still there super yeah that was super well then and she's the one who put him into the the thing right yeah she's the one that changed uh, it, it was right? her doing it was the yeah. first time that yeah. she felt guilt for any of her actions and they warned her too yeah and i like when it when it showed that scene and she's just laying next to his dead body i was like fuck that's pretty uh that's heavy yeah, well, and here's the thing. So here's what I kind of want to talk to you guys about, right? So there, there is a basically a 12-hour gap in that show that we never saw the last episode between the rescue and them evacuating all those different things from when Dolores, the man in black, and Bernard are all down in there at the forge. And sometime in that piece right there, there were cores taken out and i don't know i mean are those cores holding data for the kind of oasis that 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 you know that higher place where everybody's being stored or is though are those it's cores one person per core one uh it's one host per pearl so one of those I pearls just, then right. is it, so one of those pearls is teddy then no guarantee she sent no she sent teddy to she put teddy's Onto the machine, but he's all by himself. Him into the sublime. He's all by himself, though. Well, there's no one in or, that sublime with him. Is he, or, or or did we just not see him on screen? Who knows? Well, like, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Didn't they question. show Teddy in the sublime? They did, yeah. but he's all alone. There's no one else there's there with him. There's nobody else in that screenshot. So of is him. he yeah. in one of those cores because Dolores's guilt? had him you know you know hold, said you there's know. one more i had to upload and then you see teddy exactly upload. what so. is that but that's what i want to know is that it was in those cores was it in that upload like i want that's what i want that's where my well, head's kind then, of around gosh, right yeah did she send his consciousness but is his consciousness like still is there a trace of it still within that core that she's now able to take and recreate a second version of him you know what I'm saying? Like maybe, I don't maybe know. she created another version of herself and Teddy in that yeah. oasis. My my feeling, my feeling is that uh, as much as I hate it because I like the character, my feeling is that he's gone, um, and that we're moving we're moving on from that particular character. And, I, and my gut is so we got four pearls that we don't know who they are. So even I think we all agree, Maeve is probably is is most likely one of them. I think Maeve is, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be that that little original squad. It could be Maeve. It could be the oh, the could be Clementine. The, the, yeah. yeah, and the Hector. Yeah. Hector. Hector. And out what, What's the guy's name? Dolores would have no reason to bring Hector along though, because they are never they never right. cross paths. But he's a fucking badass. I know. <laughs> that is true. The other the other chick, the the blonde, that was. Uh, the sharpshooter. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe her. So I don't. I don't, I was just thinking about it. And I don't think it's um, Ellie. I don't think so because her consciousness would have been stored with the hosts, which Bernard deleted. So. Well, pretty, so he pretty but, unlikely he says, like, deleted. I but him. he deleted he that does, whole library like, though. I mean. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Four million. I mean, we don't know for sure if everything's actually been deleted completely because they did. I mean, like Matt said, there was a big missing portion there that might be revealed in the next season. True, and Bernard did scramble his brain. So. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Well, but here's the other thing, though, right? Is we saw in there that as long as someone remembers you, you're never truly gone. 
And so that could be, you know, Ellie or anybody else could be part of Bernard's imagination and thought process, and he could bring them yeah, back. Yeah, like with De- Delos's son, how they were able to create him as the caretaker of the library. Yes, absolutely. Based off of um, the virtual based off library, of his his uh, father's memories of him. Yep. So yeah, that's true. They were able to create. Like piece together a consciousness. How accurate it is, who, who knows? Who knows? But once again, you know that that it's like, so yeah. But that's but to me, like that's the beauty of Bernard. Really, is like we. I remember joking, calling him like Bernard Bernard or whatever. Bernard. Yeah, Bernard. But it's, but it's really not when you're now looking at the fact that Dolores says I created a faithful copy. Yeah, and then I changed. It's, it's Bernard. So she not not just created a per, you know the, a faithful copy of Arnold and then changed it. So it's it is a different, unique consciousness. I forget yes, what the reason was Bernard, behind that. Arnold's, you know, characteristics and memories, but it's a new path for that particular creation. Do you remember Becom what the reasoning was to where she created the perfect Arnold, but then she was like, no, never mind. I, I forget the she, reasoning. Yeah, she says it though. She says something about like, and then I, I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. I need to look it up. Yeah, that's a good thought though. Of what what exactly is said there? So um, my thing is though, and because you guys left Teddy too long, you left him too early here. I want to get back to Teddy. Okay. Yeah. No. So because because I just I hear I had some it's thoughts about me. this right so. I, I want to know if that's if he's all alone or if he's in a core, if he's the last upload into you know the sublime, whatever that is. But how are they going to use that, right? Because I don't I don't think they're going to just write off James Marsden from this show. I you know I, it seems like yeah, he I don't did see well. That happening either. But you know was did he get uploaded because that was Dolores's guilt and she put you know what she doesn't believe in. Like that's the thing. Like she's so hardcore and not believing in that sublime that's not a real world that is not that is something that can be deleted and and washed away and that's not real you know she's very you know stalwart stalwart in that thought process why is it that she up, throws teddy up there right like that's why i think that's got he's going to be in a core uh, so i've got my theory on that too but um she i will tell you the the showrunner was not did not go into detail about her thoughts on the sublime and whether or not we're going to see it again. So she was very vague answering questions about the sublime and what to expect. Is it, are we going to see those characters again or not? So I, I think you're right that we may get, we may get them back. Um, I think she sent Teddy because him in his natural form unchanged by her would have never even made it to the, you know, to the actual gate to the door. And that's why she changed him is she knew, like, you can't survive without me doing this. Um, and, of course, then she go, comes to regret that decision. So I, I think a part of her knows that this next journey in the real world is even she wants rougher to teddy. and more difficult than what it was in Westworld. And if you can't make cut it in Westworld how you are, how your real consciousness is, there's no way you're going to make it in the real world. I, I don't know. I, mean, I have a feeling that it's like a liability of like, I'm going to release you as you are, who you are, unchanged by me to, to make your own choices. But I think that one of those pearls, like along with Matt, is Teddy's. And maybe she, 
I mean, it's because that was technically Dolores. You know, that was Dolores yeah. with those pearls, you know, Holoris over yeah, there. And it, it that's, was, yeah. yeah, that's what that's why I'm, I'm and like, maybe it's her way of making sure that Teddy keeps her in check. Well, I think that she wants to show him what the world should be. I think I think that's like her trophy, right? Like I think that's one of her, you know, she lost someone trying to, you know, change something like that mm-hmm. that she regrets on that. And, you know, we'll see how it just, you know, it comes along, but um I think that is kind of her anchor, right? I think that's going to be her anchor to reality there. No. Could be. But we'll see. So, we'll never know. It's one of those shows that makes your brain hurt. My head hurts. Yeah. Here's, here's a quote from... I'm not uh, a very smart man. <laughs> I know what love is. Um, <laughs> so Joy says, uh, so if they didn't sublime, those pearls still contain their information in each of those little balls in the purse is a host. So there's a handful of them, but not an infinite amount of them. There are five. One host right. So if they didn't sublime, then their consciousness is still in the pearl. So that that begs the question, did Teddy actually, was his consciousness actually sent to sublime? And if it was, then I, I, I think the answer is then he's not going to come back unless she's able to bring him back from that place, which who knows, maybe, you know. That's definitely a possibility. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know if it was from that interview or not. I, you know, I had a guy at work talking to me about that. There, there was talk of or you know theories around whatever it was about a, a like a plague being released and them using that sublime as that plague to you know direct that satellite signal with that those sublime hosts to different forms to infect and you know. Uh, manipulate different items and hardwares and things of that nature and using that sublime as a weapon. Uh, what? Well, and she mentions weapon, doesn't she? I'm not, I, I yeah. Believe uh, earlier on in the weapon several times or a way to defeat them forever. Like she, she kind of alludes to these. Yeah. Earlier on in the season, mm-hmm. I think they That's refer nice to it that. as a weapon. I, yeah. Yeah. So, and that's where you know maybe, that, that theory so of kind of weaponizing it, that sublime. Does it send those consciousnesses maybe into like, maybe somehow into the other parks that we haven't seen yet? Very and true. As a way to free yeah. the rest of them. No, because they're supposed AIs to be five, are, and the villain shown yeah. three. Yeah. Well, and that's the part, right? And you know, if that is going to be a weapon, Dolores's best weapon was always Teddy. And, you know, mm. maybe she did upload him in there. And that's going to be her weapon, is having Teddy from Sublime, you know? Interesting. Oh, God, yeah. Dropping mind bombs, brother. <laughs> All right, so. I got a Bernard quote for you. Okay. I got two amazing Bernard quotes that, uh, that I got. Bernard or Arnold? Bernard. Arnold. <laughs> so when he's in, in, when he's in the, the forge with Dolores and she says... Like she's saying, like it's a dream that we're gonna wake up from, and he says, "This isn't a dream, Dolores. It's a fucking nightmare." And then shoots her. Amazing, amazing line. Like, and the the emotion in that acting scene was just like just impeccable. Yes, loved it. And then the the other one that I loved was he says, uh, "The dead aren't more righteous. They're just dead. They're just dead." Uh, those just two dead. quotes from Bernard in that finale were just like two of my favorite 
lines from both seasons of Westworld. Just, Great writing right it's, there. It's a nightmare. <laughs> like, yeah. Love well, it. the the only so, one that beats yeah, that his, is his face right there was just like I'm done. Oh, it was fantastic. The only one I think that beats that is when uh, the man in black is like, "Well, if you knew Death so well, you'd know you'd stare at him in the face the whole night." Yeah, so, yeah. That was a great line. Yes, yes, that is true. That was <laughs> that was my quote for the season. Yeah, so, well played. Yeah, well played. That man. was mine. That was mine. <laughs> just because that was like that was dope. That was might as well have stood up and just thrown it on the table at that point. Hey, man that's willing to kill his own daughter. I, mean, I, I, don't, like. <laughs> I don't know if he's willing to do it, but he he was about it. He was totally about it. And that's the only thing, man, is like, you know, that, you know, William and the man in black's character and that development. I mean, we're at a point now where, you know, we know that there is only a limit to the consciousness before it goes insane has did he kind of i wonder if if he's by the time we get into that last one if crossing that insanity line is the only way to kind of move forward with this right like it was it was nuts to watch you know to think that he's he'd killed his own his whole family by that point yeah yeah and you know that's one of those things in those 12 hours you know was that the time that he uploaded his daughter and then we see his daughter as a host at those end credit scenes you know was that how he kind of felt he could have saved that you know so that's a good point is so if the host like getting back to this if the host data was deleted then how do we have his daughter yeah as a host later on unless it's just the body and you know just a well the thing is though is 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 he's the creator of all of this so he's the create he's one of the creators of this westworld you know and all of these machines and these systems so even if everybody had been deleted by dolores arnold you know by you know bernard everybody right there if he still is getting into that system afterwards and uploading in his own conscious you know he could have all that stuff there he can, you know, well, he can all his, his memories and his thoughts he off had of this. his card. He oh, had his card. he had his card from his daughter. daughter. Had it, yeah. And then he took it. So my assumption is, is that the Delos company takes it off of him. Yeah. So then they have his con- his card with all of his consciousness on it. Well, and, oh, and it was able to develop his daughter's maybe, that card. Maybe. That card was just a was just a copy though of yeah. of, of his actions in the part. Right, that wasn't that's, a part of his consciousness. That no, was part of his consciousness. Use, but that's what they use to develop the consciousness. They, mm. They're taking all the observations, all the scans and observations, and they're using that to create a code. Because we just saw a snippet of what was going on. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Huh? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. My head hurts. So, yeah, that was one of my last things that I had was just, you know, I, I think that was part of that 12 hour. Those, those pieces in that in that missing gap of time, how much did the man in black get done before the company found him and dragged him out? You know, he didn't do anything because we didn't see him he's blown his hand off. He never came down the elevator because yeah, remember no. when the elevator opens and Bernard's there, nobody's there. Well, that's so Bernard's time, though, before place. he gets there. I think the elevator was a tease at that that ending credit scene. Yeah. I think that 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 so I, I I guess I misfired by saying like all the scenes that we see are him as a human, but I think when he's in the elevator, that likely is his conscious his uh yeah, his creation whatever his uh his host, AI yeah. version of him, the host version of him. Yeah, for sure. Going Yeah, because I don't the, think he ever makes it to the elevator. 
his human self. I think his human self is just on the ground. Mm, no, I think he makes it. He's been pretty, he's been pretty driven well, about a lot of things. Well, we knew he was alive because that right before the the that post credit scene, we see that he's alive. Yeah, we see him breathing. Right, so. he was on a gurney. Yeah. yeah. Just, there's just a lot of time sense. for him to get on that gurney. There's Ooh, so time. maybe Stubbs, maybe Stubbs takes the card from him. It's a big possibility. Yeah, because he's the one that's going into the med tent. So, yep. Ooh, hundred percent. Mm. Anything else, gents? I think we've kind of run our gamut there. My my mind hurts now. Yeah, I don't have anything. I just season three <laughs> is going to be forever right now. So. I just got yeah. like I I loved season one. Um, I actually watched season one because of you guys. Um, that's the first time I had ever heard of Westworld was you guys talking about it. And so I went and binge watched it. Um, and I loved it. And I couldn't wait for this season. And then this season has just been, it's it's met or exceeded all my expectations. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if it exceeded any of my expectations until the last two episodes. Uh, I, yes, that yes. was, it, I was episode was nine was my favorite. Yeah. And HBO does that. I don't, three, H- HBO does that shit. Because we had the 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 episode all about the the chief or the, the yeah ghost you're nation, right, you're right, which sure. was just all like one long subtitle, but it was amazing at the same time. It's and then fantastic. we had Akitata, So it man, it's just so the writing is just so good, and when you once you it's like the the Westworld quote or the Westworld mantra should be. As soon as you think you know what's going on, check yourself because you don't. Like you have no idea what's really going on. Yeah, and you know what? I love that, that they keep you guessing. Good on HBO, man. I, I feel like they they have done a really good job with not having those ten season, eleven season shows anymore, where they're dying off. You know, and there's not there's not an end game in 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 the works. And to see Westworld drop that on us at the end of season two mm-hmm. of this is where it's going to end up eventually um, gives me a lot of hope for this series because you watch things like, you know, Boardwalk Empire started dying off on us. You know, um, I, I feel like Sopranos got really lost towards the end of its run. There there were there's HBO has had a pass of losing that. And we had stuff then, like The Leftovers that just yeah, crushed, say- you know. Three seasons of absolute like insanity. <laughs> Had no idea what the hell was going on until Yes. Leftovers, another mind fuck for 30, it right there. Yeah, thirty episodes. It took thirty episodes before I was finally like, Oh, oh, yeah, that was awesome. Got was it. <laughs> but twenty nine episodes of wondering what the hell's going on. Yeah. And then that thirtieth episode and you're like, Oh, okay. No, no doubt. I dig, yeah. I dig it. So <laughs> And I think Westworld's on its on its way to yeah. being something fantastic cool. right now, and it's got I got a lot of hope for it. So um, I think season two was a great successor. I, don't, I can't really say if it's better or worse than one, um, but I, I think it was a perfect continuation. So well, I think it was a perfect yeah. continuation. So, uh, gentlemen, that is we're gonna call it for the night. This has been a little over uh, about close to we're running close to two hours right now. So actually about hour and a half, a little over. Um, Everybody, where can everybody find you? Um, first off, B, what you got? Yeah, you just find me at bcon underscore uh, malice corp on Twitter. Also, obviously, check out the website www.malice-corp.com or you can hear me on uh, Quest for 100 with Big Papa Matt. Uh, we'll be recording another episode here this weekend. So, And you can check us out at Quest for Movies on Twitter. Boom. Nick, how about you, man? Hey, you can find me on Twitter at Raider0314. 
Kenny. That's all there, as usual. S Y L, yeah, there it is. And then I'm Big Papa Matt. You guys can find me on Instagram on malice-corp.com. Uh, please go and check out malice-corp.com. Not only to get this show or wherever you get this show, please make sure to like, subscribe, download, give those five star reviews. But we also have a whole load of, of host shows as well that are out there having a great time as well and are a lot of fun. More than anything, make sure to follow us. At Nerd Mosh Pit on Twitter as well. You can also hit me up on PlayStation Network at Son of Maku, S O N O F M A K U. We really can't tell you how much we appreciate y'all. Thank you again for all the likes, the comments, the subscribes, the five star reviews. Wherever you get this show, make sure to like it, make sure to comment, and make sure to share with everybody you got out there. It's been a blast. It's been a ton of fun. Have a great one. Mind blown. That, it's been fun. That's not your exit, Nick. <laughs> Give you a real exit, Nick. Anyang. There you go. Don't come back. This was a triumph. I'm making a note here. Huge success. It's hard to overstate my satisfaction.